The journey of life is a continuous walk through faith. It is a walk that is full of many ups and downs, obstacles and failures, trials and temptations, but it's also a walk that is full of redemption, mercy, grace, truth, peace, and love when you are in Christ. And you see, this life is a wilderness that is sin, and in that wilderness, we don't have any sense of direction. And so we get scared, so we look upon the things that we are able to physically see, which is the world, which is people, which is full of sin. So we follow that thinking that it's going to fulfill us and help us survive in this wilderness. But in the end, it leaves us more empty and more lost than we were before. But my friends, there is redemption through Christ. Christ can lead you out of that wilderness and give you freedom from sin. Christ wants to give you freedom from sin, but you have to be able to receive it. You have to want to receive it. And Christ is the one whose name is worthy to be praised for all eternity. So my friends, listen to this episode as me and my friend Jake Strasser talk about our college journeys and how we have faced many trials and tribulations, obstacles and failures, but also how Christ has redeemed us and has called us his children. And he is the one who saves you from this wilderness that is sin. So stay tuned because this is a message you don't want to miss. Welcome to the Believer's House, your home to all things Christian living. Welcome back everyone to the Believer's House. I'm your host, John Bowen, and today I have a special guest, and it's my friend Jake Strasser, who is in my community group at my college ministry here at UNCW. So Jake, introduce yourself. Hey, what's up guys? Um, I'm Jake. Yeah, like John says, I'm in this community group, so... It's been a it's been a blessing to get to know him over the past two semesters, and it's just been awesome. Yeah, we we're gonna talk about kind of just like uh, our Christian fellowship, kind of how we like walk in God and how that looks like in college. So definitely uh, for you guys who don't know, like Jake is one of my really good friends. He's been such a huge influence in my walk towards Christ, and he's really kept me accountable and pushed me more and more to become the man of God that I am and he's just such a highly respected and highly looked upon guy in the Port City community oh. and I just, <laughs> I just thank God for him and so um, uh, first thing I want to ask you is like how has God worked in your life throughout your whole college uh, college career college years oh man starting from freshman year yeah we can go all the way back there yeah, yeah. why not um well, I came from a religious high school, so coming into college, I, I had kind of a that bond with with God and stuff like that, but never um never had I done it on my own, right. right? I had the support of teachers, counselors, and so on. And so when you get into, I guess, college, aka the real world, yeah. that's when your faith starts getting tested, um, right. and it did, it did a lot. My freshman year, I was a lot, I was really nervous mm-hmm. to um really talk about God, what I believed in. Um, I saw so many people doing so many different things, um, being very bold in what they believed that weren't my viewpoints. And so, you know, I, I kind of felt like a fraud in some senses. Right. And, and and that led to like a, a slippery slope in almost a way. It's like right. coming into my sophomore year, that was when I made a lot of mistakes. Um, I let go a lot of the things that, brought me joy, a lot of things that kept me stable um, for the benefit of others. You know, I, I turned my eyes 
away from God in a sense. And I started looking at the world. I started looking at, um, you know, partying, alcohol. Um, thankfully, I didn't get in any drugs. But yeah, those were there too. Um, girls, especially. Um, I had a bad habit of it and I got myself in a good amount of trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I got to this point, the second semester of sophomore year, where it was all breaking down and, you know, I was just in an, a dark place and things weren't going well. Um, I wasn't finding joy. I was pretty sad. I was thinking about giving up on life. And that that's when I really started like, realizing how important my faith was i think it was um it was a point in my life where i I realized how much i needed to depend on god uh, depend on jesus right Right. um so going into that summer of sophomore transitioning to the junior year it's it's incredible i think i i just leaned back kind of in a sense Mm -hmm. and really started accepting god's love for me god's like way of life not as like a, a list of rules to follow but as um something that he wants for me because he can see better for me, right? Um, and so everything changed junior year. You know that like we we started getting into community groups and then all of a sudden Clay Everett, our overflow um guy that runs the overflow, speaks at our ministry, is you know asking me to be a community group leader, which happens out of nowhere. Um, and then I get to meet all you guys, and it's just it's been a blessing ever since. Like I've seen God work so much throughout this year i'm still wrapping my head around it um because it's been incredible that's awesome man you know uh i feel like your uh college journey is like a lot is a lot like mine because Mm -hmm. i grew up with a very religious background i grew up in the church and i knew of god but i didn't really know god if that makes sense and there's such a huge difference between knowing of god and actually knowing god because when you know about god you know you kind of it's like really surface level, you know, God is good, you know, God, he's my God, He, uh, Jesus died on the cross for my sins, but yeah. we don't really truly uh, understand the love that God really does have for us, you know, that agape love, the love that God has for humanity, Yeah. yeah. because, you know, who would think that Jesus, a man who lived 33 perfect years when <laughs> we can't even live 33 perfect minutes, comes to die for us and dies the death that we deserve pays the penalty for the moment for the uh for the i guess the problems that we have yeah for the crimes that we commit against god for our sin Mm -hmm. and it's just so crazy and so hard to wrap your head around it sometimes and uh like i said like a lot lot like with my uh college journey uh i came in my freshman year you know i still kind of have my faith uh as a little bit of a foundation Mm -hmm. but uh Mm -hmm. i went through some things uh, early on in my freshman year, you know, basketball wasn't going well. I was struggling to make friends. Uh, I wasn't really talking to my friends back home. So I lost uh, a lot of hope in a sense and I became super depressed. Yeah. And then uh, I kind of resented God. I got mad at God because I thought mm-hmm. he sent me there for a reason. And my thing is I thought for the completely wrong reason. Yeah. And so he, I thought he was sending me there for basketball, but really he was using basketball as a way to grow me and prepare me to uh, what he was going to bring me to mm-hmm. as a way to position me kind of in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and then fast forward, uh, I'm just in my room, just like super depressed, like looking to give up on life. You know, I'm trying to get with girls, all these different things. And then uh, he says, 
uh, listen, I get prepared, something's happening. Yeah. But then two weeks later, uh, I pray to God and I say, God, like, I'm, I'm trying to stay prepared. Like, I want, I just want to feel like I belong somewhere. I feel like I don't belong here. Like, why am I here? Mm-hmm. Then two weeks later, uh, uh, the guest experience coordinator from Elevation Church, Gaston, yeah. calls yeah. me and says, Hey, uh, I'm looking for someone who wants to start something at your campus, who wants to start a college ministry at your campus. And your campus is, you know, a very dominant Catholic school, but we want to have, you know, a Christian ministry for kids who aren't Catholic yeah. and yeah. Who, who need that ministry. And I was like, whoa, like, I don't know if I'm your guy because yeah. I'm just a freshman. I don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm still trying to find out who God is for myself. Absolutely, yeah. And then in that moment, it was just like the Holy Spirit and he said, take it. Yeah. And so I ran with it. I was like, you know, I'll, I'll do it. I'll try it. Yeah. And so he challenged me to get a team together as a freshman and then build this college ministry from the ground up. And he, mm-hmm. like, you know, provided me with the resources, but he gave me a lot of uh, leeway and control in the situation. And it's only by the grace of God that I was able to, you know, grow it and multiply it and make it fruitful. and. You know, eventually up to about a hundred kids ended up showing up with me and him leading it and then splitting into groups. And it's just so crazy. And that's whenever God really, uh, made me realize, you know, he doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies who he has called yeah. because in Ephesians it yeah. says he equips us to do his good works, you know, mm-hmm. according to his good, perfect and pleasing will. Mm-hmm. And so I was on fire for God my freshman year. Yeah. Uh, I was very involved in the youth ministry, very involved in the college ministry, in the adult ministry at my Elevation campus. But then I took a job my sophomore year as a RA, and I seen a lot more things that yeah. I didn't see my freshman year. I was involved with a lot more people in my freshman year. I started getting more success in basketball, and my coaches were like, hey, listen, you're putting a lot of attention on church. We need you to dial it back a little bit. Yeah. And I dialed it back too much, and because of that, I started getting into, you know, things like partying, mm-hmm. uh, alcohol. I, I started smoking, you know, I was getting with different girls, like just about every other month, you know, having multiple partners at once. Yeah. And, you know, that, that really damaged me because I ended up losing myself and losing my way. Yeah. And I started feeling more empty than I was before. Mm-hmm. And I got mad at God again. I said, God, like, like life feels great. I'm getting all I ever wanted, but why am I so empty? Yeah. Like, I feel like I can't even hear you anymore. And then he said, well, I don't know why you're mad at me. Cause the only person you need to be mad at is the person that's in the mirror yeah. because I'm right where you left me. You're yeah. the one that left me. But the beautiful thing about God is he really started opening my eyes through that. And, uh, my coach ended up leaving my sophomore year of high school. I'm at of college and, uh, <laughs> And then I was like, whoa, like, what's going to happen now? Like, my dad, you know, he's he's kind of sick right now. I want to get closer to home. I want to play Division One basketball, you know, the highest level. That's always been my dream. I said, God, you know, if this is what you're calling me to, to take that step out, you know, I'm going to take it. Yeah. And I did. And he provided me with this opportunity to come to Wilmington, which is only like an hour from home. Mm-hmm. It's Division One, And mm-hmm. it was so amazing. And it just reminded me of how faithful God is to me even when I'm not faithful to him sometimes you know he's faithful to his children yeah and 
you know, my junior year, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of losing my way a little bit. I'm trying to fit in. I'm trying to find ways to, you know, uh, get people to like me, to make friends. So, you know, I'm going to parties. I'm still drinking a little bit. I'm finding success and yeah. uh, finding validation in basketball and people. And then uh, quarantine hit. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, like what what's happening? Yeah. And that quarantine was, was hard for a lot of people. It then. was. And I think that was God's way of saying, hey, listen, all of y'all are off the right uh, are on the wrong track right now and so you know what I'm shutting everything down right now <laughs> and y'all are going to look at me and y'all yeah. are going to listen to me yeah it's a redirection and, yeah really though it was a redirection it was kind of like an eye opener saying like hey like this is this is like really who God is like he he's so powerful mm-hmm. and he's really stopping our way of life to bring our attention back to him because you know he, he's a jealous God and yeah. so whenever we give too much attention to something else when we have too many idols or too many gods above them sometimes he'll take it away to say hey listen like turn your eyes back towards me mm-hmm. and he, mm-hmm. he doesn't do that because of you know he hates those things he wants it because he knows that whenever we have our eyes focused on him that's when we find our true fulfillment yeah rather than yeah. the way we were like trying to trying to find ways uh, to fulfill ourselves through the world or trying to fill fill that void ourselves and god was like you know what I'm stopping everything, mm-hmm. and this is your opportunity to look at your uh, father right now. Turn your attention to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, fast forward to senior year, and uh, I was really looking for some Christian friends because through that time, God was like, God was planting a seed in me again, and he was growing it. Mm-hmm. So I was really wanting to look for Christian friends. And then I got involved in Overflow, and we got involved in the community group. Yes, sir. And just from the first night, we had such deep talks. Like, we just opened up everything, just opened the floodgates. Yeah. And yeah. through that, I learned I learned that I was able to trust you guys and that you guys were, you know, real deal. And you guys were going to keep me accountable I, along with, you know, me keeping you accountable. It was yeah. a true brotherhood. Yeah. And, you know, I, I thank God for that. And God really... Uh, reminded me, reminded me of how important it is to have community, but not just any community, but the community of right people, of yeah. believers who will point you in the right direction. And from that, uh, he's really helped me grow in my faith and really started showing me my calling. Mm-hmm. And I've really been honing in on that. And, you know, he's still providing me with so many opportunities. And I can only thank him because it's only by his divine grace that you know he brought me a group like you guys and brought me uh from emptiness my first two years of college well for really first three years yeah to the fullness and to the calling who he had that he has for me and it's uh just an amazing thing to see and uh i really realized how uh important it is and uh, how effective it is how uh of what's your foundation is on you yeah. know if your foundation is on the world then uh like it says in ephesians i believe uh that if your foundation is on the world you know it's going to crumble you know mm-hmm. it's a weak foundation because the world is constantly changing and if your uh, foundation is on something that's constantly changing it's not firm it's weak yeah then you're going to easily fall yeah but you see whenever your foundation is on Christ, is on God's word. It is a strong, firm foundation that will never change. And that's what's able to keep us standing no matter what trials we face, uh, no matter uh, 
what we go through, you know, it, it keeps us firm mm-hmm. knowing uh, that God's word will never change and God will never change, yeah. but the world will change. And that's, that's something that I really want people to see yeah. nowadays, you know, that God, like you said, God's uh, word is not just a list of rules, a list of laws to hinder us from life, but it's really the book of life. It gives yeah. us life. It gives us true freedom from sin. You know, we, it says we are forgiven, uh-huh. but that doesn't mean we have the freedom to sin. It has It's freedom yeah. from sin. That sin holds us no longer. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people try and like cheat the Bible by doing that sometimes. Yeah. And like, you know, oh, I'm forgiven. Like I can run around and do a bunch of things, but. I wanted to track back. Can I can I say something? I never yeah. realized you were an RA. Yeah. That was that's crazy. Yeah. Um and then I also wanted to tell a little bit of a, a story when John and I actually first met. Um it was it was at a summer party. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, it was. Did you know that? Was, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. You didn't know that. Um it was crazy because I was I was going through a breakup at the time. It was pretty tough. And I was hanging out with a really close friend of mine. Um and he was like, oh, yeah, come over, blah, blah, And it turns out he's like, oh, yeah, but I'm also going to a party tonight. Like, you just want to tag along? And I was like, oh, sick. Okay, so we're not, like, actually going to sit here and and help me. <laughs> Which might have been a little egotistical on my part. Um, but it was so funny, like, seeing seeing John there. And then and then fast forward, um, we're, we're, we're sitting an overflow and then we're sitting in a community group together and I'm like, I've definitely seen this guy. It is probably too awkward to say something about the time we first met. This is the first time we're talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like dumb of me to wait so long to bring this up. But um yeah, it was so funny. Um looking back on your life too, I, I guess it's like crazy to see how God prepared you because you know it's it was Clay and I, and I'm doing air quotes here to everyone listening. I'm doing air quotes because Clay and I were the leaders. Um, but John really was like that guy pumping life into the group a lot of the times. It was me texting him um, before groups on Thursday nights. I was like, hey, man, I just like bring some energy, help us out, support us in any way. Um, and he's been there, like accountability, leadership, um, Christ following it's mm-hmm. just kind of man you were that that was the man you were this entire um two semesters and so there was a lot of times where i did lean back like i knew that if um i wasn't having a good night or not a good week or something like that that i knew that the pressure wasn't on me for this group to succeed because you and um other guys too were yeah. there to like really help us it's yeah. just been awesome Definitely. it's been awesome to see that from yeah. you I appreciate that, man. And, you know, I, I did uh, remember that summer party that yeah. uh, <laughs> that uh, we were at. And I was always a little nervous to bring it up to you because I was like, you know, I don't know if he, like, remembers this. Uh, you know, I would just kind of, like, yeah. push this to the side. Yeah. And then I feel like God just has such a sense of humor and just, like, putting us in the same community group, too. That is, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, just, see, just seeing each other in the least likely place we would ever think to meet. Yeah. And then we end up growing together the most in christ because i wasn't supposed to be a community group leader either yeah um like how overflow works is that you like submit something um submit an application because we're a big church and they have like tons of kids there in the overflow program and so you submit this application to be a community group leader Mm -hmm. and that normally happens in the spring of the previous year and so you know i never submitted anything um and I just randomly kind of like got picked by Clay. Um, I don't know. 
I think it, I think it was just random because like Clay and I knew each other. We're both alum from the same school from NRCA mm-hmm. um, for our high school, and I think I just it was one of those moments where it was like I didn't feel qualified. Like you were talking about with your college ministry, I didn't feel qualified to lead that um kind of way. I knew like I had a pretty strong foundation. I would say mm-hmm. I knew a lot about the Bible. It was more like how to like how to say this, but it's like. I knew a lot of information yeah. about the Bible, right? Right. Um, and so I, I was pretty confident in like what it said, um, who God was. And, you know, I was one of those guys that could say a lot of verses off the top of my head probably, um, but never really, really experienced it. Mm-hmm. Right. I've had a few God moments here and there, but never an actual walk. Right. It was more like passing by right. um, moments. And so... Oh, wow yeah getting getting asked i remember that night when clay asked me like to be a community group leader and it was so crazy because i was like i don't know where god's leading me now like where is it going i'm a junior like i'm finally starting to like actually lean into this stuff and i felt like it was going too fast okay. i felt like god was rushing me i was like dude i've just started standing up on my feet again um how am I going to be able to run? <laughs> right. I felt like I, I was crawling, just stood up and I was walking at a slow pace. I was on crutches still basically. And it was one of those moments where God is like, go, yeah. like, just go. Yeah. What you're saying with, you know, it's, it's not, um, your qualifications. Right. It, it's, it's really God like qualifying you. Right. In a sense to be a leader. So yeah, it's been incredible. This college yeah. journey. I, I'm not done yet, but you know, I'm just, I got my senior year ahead of me, but you know, John is, John's old, man. <laughs> I'm old, John's man. old. Feels so weird knowing that I'm about to graduate, but you know. Dude, how just, is that? Yeah. yeah. It, it, talk, kinda, let's talk about that. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's just, whenever I was trying to think about it, you know, at the beginning of the year and then like kind of midway towards the year, it's getting closer. I'm like, you know, like, what am I going to do with my life? What am I going to do? Yeah. Even a few weeks ago, I was like, what am I going to do? Like, mm-hmm. I have this extra year of eligibility, but I'm not sure if I really want to use it. Yeah. And I'm like, God, like, where do you want me to go? Because I have no sense of direction right now. Mm-hmm. And I was reading in my devotional one day and said, listen, you got to trust God with the unseen just as you do with the seen. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to trust you with it. And one saying that we always say in our group is, you know, be where your feet are. So I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm just worried about today and God will provide. You know, he's my Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, my provider. Mm-hmm. God, God will provide. And I just said, God, like, wherever you want me to go, leave me there. Put it on my spirit yeah. and I will go. And then he's provided me with a great opportunity to uh, get started in ministry. And I'm yeah. so excited about Come it. And I never expected in a million years that I would be going into ministry mm-hmm. uh, like this. And it's just such a plot twist of my life of how I just wanted to please everyone. I wanted to, you know, be that guy that everybody was like, John John made it. John, the basketball player, like, he's rich and famous now. And, like, now I'm just like, I want to be known as a, a guy who reflects the love of Christ, who brings people mm-hmm. to Christ. You know, God, God has blessed me with these opportunities. and. Like now that I look back on it, I I see that God has prepared me through all my years of college whenever I didn't really realize it in the moment. You know, yeah. like the Bible says, uh, right now you don't see what I'm doing, but soon you'll see. Mm-hmm. Things like John 13, 7. And then uh, 
like just through basketball. He grew me through basketball, being able to face trials and have that mental strength to be able to push through. Uh, as an RA, even you know, yeah. I was like, bro, this is such a pointless job. Like, why do I even have it? But really, I realized that God used that job to equip me to be able to pour out into people, to be able to lead people. And, you know, as I look back on my life, like God has given me so many leadership positions that I didn't even realize that I had. And they were all preparing me for, you know, what he's taken me to. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so excited to do to see what he's going to do in my life. And, you know, being in that leadership position all my life, I never really got to sit back, you know, really listen. I've always had to pour out into people, but I was never able to receive. Yeah, wow. And so being able to receive uh, in our community group, for me not being a leader for the first time, it was so refreshing because I was able to actually sit Mm -hmm. in the moment and not worry about, okay, like, how am I going to get these guys to talk? Like, how am I going to be able to carry out this plan? I was just like, you know what? I can just sit and go with the flow. And, you know, you talked about how, you know, you knew you could rest and know that I was bringing the energy. And honestly, I was resting too, but it was just one of those things of like, I knew the Holy Spirit was going to bring the energy because if it wasn't going to be through me, it was going to be through somebody else. Because there Mm -hmm. were some nights that I was just, you know, kind of sitting back, you know, I may not have been in the present moment at the time, but other people were able to step up and able to, you know, snap me back into that, oh, like. I'm right here. I'm supposed to be right here. Like, this is good for me. I need to listen to this because God is definitely speaking through all of us because he says, whenever two or more are gathered, I am there. Yeah. And so I need to sit in that moment rather than living in another moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that was always one of my biggest problems. I would always look at the past or the future and I could never stay in the moment. I could never enjoy God's presence in the moment yeah, wow. because I would be looking for his presence in the future mm-hmm. or trying to find where was his presence in the fa- in the past mm-hmm. when the whole time I was missing it because I wasn't in his presence in the present. Wow, that's that's crazy that you say that. Um, our group obviously has just been amazing. Every, yes. every single guy is so good in there. We've been so blessed, but like going back to this like whole formation in college, it's like, it's, it's just crazy how God molds us um you know we see a lot of imagery of like clay um being molded by god and stuff like that i guess like a a question she was like what what are the things that you've like felt like you've been molded into um is it like leadership is it like servicing um others Uh, i would definitely say uh like you said like leadership yeah pastoralship serving others you know planting that seed into people you know i'm not the one who uh grows it or cultivates it got that's god mm-hmm. but i really feel like god is using me as the one to plant a seed into people <clears throat> and he's like giving me you know the gift of being able to use my voice and you know he's given me wisdom to be able to understand like his me- messages and prophesy the me- messages that he's given me mm-hmm. and uh funny story like i I kind of like had a stutter all my life. And so I've always been very conscious about, you know, talking to people. I've always been such a super, super shy kid growing up and throughout college. God has molded me into this kind of introverted extrovert. So, you know, I still love my time to myself. Like I love pouring out into people now. I love having conversations with people now. Mm -hmm. And he's grown me in ways that I never expected to uh, be grown. And like going back to what you said about, you know, like both of us said about not feeling qualified. Yeah. Uh, like every time I think about that, I think about, uh, 
the story of Moses because Moses was far from qualified because he would like he killed uh one of the Egyptian servants. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was a part of Egyptian royalty, you know. He was adopted into that and you know, he wasn't really uh, a part of the Jews. The Jews actually kind of rejected him. They did. Yeah. And so he, ki- he killed one of the Egyptian servants and then he left. He left the situation and then God comes to him and says, hey, I want you to go save my people. He's like, God, like, how, how can I do that? Like, what should I, who should I say sent me? Because they're not going to accept me. He said, just say, I am sent you. And that's, that's all you have to say. Like, yeah. God, God sent me, the great I am sent me. What I'm doing is not on my own power, but it's by the power of God. I'm just opening myself to be a vessel to him. And really, that's that's really the problem with, you know, a lot of people our age. You know, we, yeah. we want to resent God. We want to get mad at God. But really, it's just us having to really surrender and open up and posture ourselves. But mm-hmm. too many times we want to be in control of our lives because of what culture says, you know, take control of your life, you know, follow your heart, you know, do what makes you happy. Yeah. But what about doing what makes God happy? Mm-hmm. Because when you realize doing what makes God happy, makes you happy and you receive the joy of the Lord and you receive that fulfillment that you've always been trying to look for your whole life that you've been looking to find and you know uh multiple partners drugs sex alcohol everything except for god that you've been looking for Mm -hmm. you find it in god yeah and it's so funny that you brought up that story of moses because like for y'all listening that probably don't know what john looks like he is a six eight mountain of a man (laughs) um he's extremely tall but the word gentle giant really does apply to who he is and so coming into our, our start of community group, you, you were shy. You yeah. were a little bit shy. You you like could you could tell that you knew um, and believed in what you were talking about. But you're right. It, it took like you were a little bit quieter. Um, your, your posture was a little bit like, oh, are people going to judge me here? Or are they going to even like want to like, care about what I'm going to say? And you've grown out of that like yeah. completely, I would say. It, it's... It's incredible because you standing up, um, I mean, you've been doing church services now, which is yeah. crazy. Congrats um, to <laughs> you for that. Appreciate but it, um, our last night at community groups, you get up there and I'm like, look at this guy. Like, it's it's like you you were made to, you know, stand in front of people. I think you have that kind of leadership, not because, um, not because like you're like this uh, great what what's the word like just stage presence like yeah. you're, you're not like a a lady gaga or justin bieber right. like that everyone's like oh they're so cool and yeah. stuff like that it's it's because like you lead through your actions as well right. that's why people are looking up to you um it's like how you go about the word and it's just been crazy to see that that right. evolution right um dude it's yeah it's definitely been awesome. and like even with me you know like being on the stage like i feel like what you did really planted such a seed in me because, you know, you were doing the things that were behind the scenes, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, meeting with guys, texting guys, you know, doing the things that people did not see. You didn't get the glitz and the glamour. And I feel like a lot of the time, you know, people want that glitz and glamour, but really, you know, the things that are doing when it's not seen is really the times where you make the most noise in the spiritual realm, you know, and the, in the spiritual uh, sense of heaven, you know, you make the most 
noise that way by what you do behind the scenes rather than what's seen. And I feel yeah. like that's like such a commendable characteristic about you. You know, you don't look for the glitz and the glamour, but you do it solely out of being a servant, having a servant's heart mm-hmm. of God. And that's something that I really look up to you about and what's really like influenced me to, you know, really have that servant's heart. You know, I had the leadership aspect. I had like a little bit of a stage presence and influence, mm-hmm. but I was still working on having a servant's heart. Yeah. And you planted that seed inside of me for God to really uh, cultivate it. And that's something that I really admired about you that, you know, a lot of people get mistaken for uh, whenever they're trying to find themselves. You know, they want the attention. They want the glitz and glamour. But sometimes not getting that attention gives you attention in a heavenly sense. It gives you attention of the spirit rather than of the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, dude. It's It's been a wild semester, I will say. Yeah, um, just seeing how much God has, like, molded us and then grown us as well. Definitely. Um, being, like, molded, but also being, like, willing mm-hmm. to be molded, in a yeah. sense, is, like, so important as well. Yeah. So, I've seen that in you. I've seen that in Definitely. a lot of different community group guys. Definitely. I appreciate that. And, like, I love how you say, like, being willing to being molded. Yeah. Because uh, I was listening to a pastor. Molded? Meld? I, <laughs> I don't uh, know what I, the word is. I don't know what the word is, so we're just going to go with uh, molded. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but the word willing, you know, I was listening to a pastor named Mark Driscoll. And he said, uh, there has to be a change in the want to before there is a change in the how to. Yeah. So you have to want to change before you can learn how to change. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if you're not wanting to, you're not going to be really open to yeah. it. You're not going to be really open to the instructions. It's kind of like having an instruction booklet in front of you and just not wanting to read it. And yeah. then you just mess up the whole project rather than, you know, you have the instruction booklet right here. And I want to learn how to do this. That way... I can do the project right and then also have that knowledge in the future sense of whenever I run into a similar problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Dude, that's like, you are so good with your words. <laughs> it blows me away sometimes because, oh my gosh, people, people that are listening to this right now, John is always, he's got something up his sleeve and it, it feels like he has the right words for every occasion. Really. Um, it blows my mind sometimes because I'm like, dude, switch places with me. You be the community <laughs> group leader. Like, oh my, I'm gonna sit back and listen to you for a second. Um, yeah. but I can't wait to see where God's taking you, man. Obviously, yeah. like, I think it's something with pastoral or ministry. It's got to be yeah. something in ministry because yeah. you're just incredible. You're you're you've grown into this leadership role. You've had these leadership experiences, but that. now you've grown into the role yeah, of I, being a leader. I appreciate that, man. And uh. You know, just thinking about our both of our stories, it it kind of resonates with a lot of, you know, college students our age and like even the other people in life, you know, just the story of us being broken down. Yeah. But the story of God, the story of Christ is redemption mm-hmm. through our brokenness, through our sin. And, you know, one thing I would definitely want to let you guys know who are listening is that, you know, think of our life as like an egg, you know. You see, everybody in the Bible has been broken down, but they've been redeemed. And the same thing with us and the same thing with a lot of people who have given their lives to Christ. And our life is like an egg in the sense of you can't get the purpose of the egg until you break the egg. Mm. And so whenever you break the egg, you're able to receive 
that purpose. And it's the same way with our lives with God. Once we are broken, it gives us that humility. It gives us that good heart, that servant's heart that God wants us to go into situations. And because God doesn't look at the outward appearance, the glitz and the glamour, like I said earlier, he looks at the inward. How is your heart postured? And he will use our experiences to break us down like that egg so that we can come into our purpose when we are broken through his uh, transformational grace and his redemption. And that's just such a beautiful thing about God that when people just finally let go of being mad at God for their situation and just allow God to change them through their situation, it will lead to such a new wave of freedom for people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just really hope that people really are able to learn that. But uh, before we sign off, like, if you could say one thing to the audience that you really want them to know, what would it be? About um, about uh, what? Like faith or college? And, uh, or both, maybe. Yeah, about I would say really about uh, finding faith in college. Okay, okay. Well, Or finding faith in general. Yeah, yeah, that's... I'll speak to the college experience because I'm, I'm still young, right? Yeah. I think people come into it a lot of different ways, but I'll speak to the college experience. Okay. Um, it's going to be hard. Um, you're going to fall down a lot because you're young and you're figuring things out. Um, you're going to experience some emotional stuff for those that have had harder um, childhoods or upbringings. Those are going to start coming into your life. Um, you're going to start like really feeling this like need to prove yourself to a lot of people. Um, and it, it's, it's going to be hard. There's going to be a lot of darkness. I think a lot of people look at college as like very glamorous. Right. Um, like their life is about to be a movie right. in spring breakers or something like that, mm-hmm. something like that. But it really isn't college. While it does have some amazing parts in it, mm-hmm. um, it's also filled with a lot of moments that are not so amazing. Right. Um, and learning to navigate those, it's tough, but I'd say like, if you have a relationship with Christ or if you're even looking for something that is fulfilling, is going to give you hope and joy, um, I'd really say just, just find some way to get connected in your faith with God. It doesn't have to be through community groups. It doesn't have to be through going to church every Sunday, maybe opening up a Bible, man, every, every, every week, you know, one day a week or something like that. You don't have to start off and be this Moses, be this John, be this Peter, yeah. right? Um, you can just be yourself. Yeah. Be yourself in your faith. Figure out what works for you and and really just keep trying at it because it's going to be difficult. Yeah. Uh, like I said before, you're going to fall a little bit, mm-hmm. even in those even in those walks with Christ. So yeah. um, keep up the good walk, I would say. Yeah. Um, there'll be some uphills, but there'll also be some moments of relief that God will give you. And you're going to learn so much through all those. It's really going to build you into someone that that's w- ready to succeed with Christ. And so it's going to be awesome. Exactly. I, I really like what you said, guys, uh, Jake. And guys, like if you're listening, just uh, just really take what he said. You know, you are going to fall. I fall a lot. Uh, Jake falls a lot. Even yeah. the most influential Christians that you've ever seen fall a lot. And being a Christian doesn't mean that you're perfect, but being a Christian means you know somebody who is perfect, who is going to grow you to be like them. So you are going to make some hypocritical decisions. You're going to see people who make hypocritical decisions, but your decisions don't define you. Christ defines you. 
And whenever you do fall, it's so key to get back up because Jesus says, pick up your cross and follow me. And if you guys really look at the story of Jesus, whenever he was walking to Calvary, he fell and dropped his cross. But Jesus got right back up and picked up his cross. And that's what we have to do every single day. Get back up and pick up that cross. And Jesus even had someone help him carry that cross. Mm-hmm. So this this walk is not a walk that you are supposed to have alone, but it is in community. Have those people around you who will help carry your burdens, help carry your cross. And throughout your faith journey, remember, it is a walk. It is a process to redemption that God has called us to. And I just want to leave you guys with that key uh, information and just that encouragement. Just keep walking whenever you do fall. Just keep picking up your cross and running back to God because his arms are wide open for you. And I just want to thank you guys for listening today. Uh, thank you, Jake, for coming on to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, and I uh, hope you guys have a great week and uh, be ready to tune in for another episode soon. See you guys. Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please be sure to subscribe to my channel. I'll be uploading content on here every weekend. Also, follow my Instagram at jbsmooth3.0 and my TikTok at jbsmooth32. There, you can let me know any topics you would like to hear about. And finally, share this with a friend. You may never know if they need to hear this. Hope to see you next episode, and God bless.